Hello and welcome to the first episode of I Want to Be Elated, the podcast that celebrates whatever helps us boost our mental health. I'm James. And I'm Fred. And we're really pleased to have you along with us on this podcast as we mull over what makes us tick, especially when our mental health isn't where we want it to be. So yes, this will be a podcast that celebrates and is positive about the things we're fans of and have a passion for, but that doesn't mean we'll avoid critiquing things. In fact, we'll acknowledge and poke well-intended fun at the bits that aren't quite top quality. We'll just avoid being negative and moaning because that's far too easy. We've got a lot of subjects to discuss as we go further down the rabbit hole, but for this first episode, we thought maybe a bit of a backstory and an intro would be good, as well as a bit of a chat about the how and why this came to be before we tackle our feel-good things and passions in the upcoming episodes. It might be a little bit dry this time round, but I promise you more light-hearted subjects and chuckles are on the way. Yeah, a bold promise there. Hopefully we can live up to it. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So let's just kick this off then, Jimbo. Um, give us a bit of a framework and a bit of a reference as to what this is all about. What is it? that we are listening to so the why is quite simple but it's not easy for me to summarize into just a few words unfortunately so as long as i can remember i've i've lived with anxiety and depression like many other people um i was diagnosed my mid 20s and things kind of made sense for me once i got that diagnosis but i wasn't always very good at managing it in a, in a healthy way and i felt that some change was needed so i wanted to be able to take those bad days and flip them on the head and make some good out of them about eight or nine years ago, um, both my parents were diagnosed with dementia, uh, different types of dementia in quick succession. And it was life changing for us as a family. Um, me and my sisters became their primary carers. And uh, we were trying to obviously balance that with, um, with living our own lives as well. So there's a whole lot of stress and anxiety, um, anger and bitterness involved with their condition. But also by caring for them, we had a lot of laughs and good times too. But I felt like I was in a vice is the only way I could kind of describe it. Um, you don't always feel the pressure at first, but you know it kind of builds and builds and builds as things get tighter. And I just felt like I needed help or an outlet um, as I was kind of putting my life on hold with my wife um, as we kind of um, just looked to caring for mum and dad as the main priority. Um, and they weren't going to get better, unfortunately. So, my mum and dad had always taught us to live with love and to seek happiness. And, to, and again, you know, that's where I got that whole desire to take a bad day and flip it from. And I suppose in the midst of caring for them, I retreated into some old fandoms. You know, I, uh, that's where I kind of really got deeper into, you know, comic books and Star Wars and movies and things like that, that perhaps I'd left by the wayside a little bit over the years. But I wanted to do more. I wanted it to be more than just sort of a passive um, experience. And, uh, you know, I was overweight, I was stressed, and I was amazed by what I didn't know about dementia. And I knew that there'd be other people in the same boat. So I wanted to do something that would help me uh, and help me make sense of everything. So I started to run. And I hadn't run, I hadn't run really since I was probably about in the under 11s Lichet Red Triangle football team and coming on to their shit substitute every third Sunday of the month, which was, you know, so doing something physical like that was quite a challenge for me. Um, and I wanted to share that story. I wanted to share the story of mum and dad. I wanted to share the story of, of me trying to make something positive out of the situation. And I wanted to raise awareness of dementia and my new knowledge that I was learning about, you know, about the condition and just um, tell the truth of what it was like, you know, the ups and downs, the stresses and the positives that you can get out of it. 
So I started a blog called To The Next Landmark, which the reason I named it that was because in my early runs, and actually all the way through any of the runs I did, that's how I got through. It's how I alleviated the stress and any pressure or any desire to quit. I would be running, say, especially in those early runs, if I was trying to just run for 10 minutes straight. When my mind was telling me you can't do it, my body's aching, I'd be thinking, just run to that telegraph pole. And when I get close to the pole, I'd be like, run to the traffic lights. Then it'd be run to the bench. And, you know, so I'd keep on pushing myself that way. And in terms of dealing with mum and dad's condition, it was actually a method I'd use for that as well. I would just in my mind say, just get through today or get through this next hour or just make sure they're okay and then deal with the stresses as they come. I'd say the blog was kind of written almost like a, a season of television. I don't mean in terms of drama, but it was all, all built around the end challenge. So, each, you know, the the first volume of the blog was written about uh, me, you know, getting back into some form of shape, came from my parents with this looming first half marathon and wanting to raise funds for Alzheimer's Research UK. At the, at the end of it, that was what everything was driving towards. So once that first run was done the first and a half was done i took a break um and then the next challenge i tried to up the ante a bit instead of one half i'd do a series of halves and other challenges in quick succession and then i did a third um for one of the better phrase season at the end of it um, and all the way through i'd kind of share the challenges i was facing as as somebody who is not you know a natural runner as well as the stresses of uh, and enjoys of, of looking after mum and dad um and with the idea that really it would help me to get it out it was cathartic and i also thought if there are people in the same position as me then perhaps it might help them um and i got some lovely feedback on it i got some lovely comments and one of the nice things about um wordpress was you could see where in the world people are reading it and it gave me a real boost because you know most 90 percent of the people i know are going to be in the uk and ireland a smattering of them might be in mainland Europe, um, you know, one in Japan and a couple in Australia, maybe, you know. But I was seeing like Norway, it was getting read, Mexico, you know, North America. It was it was really mind-blowing for me to see people I never knew were reading something that I was writing and hopefully, you know, it, it was helping them. But I'd say really after like the third season of writing the blog, um, I don't think my heart was really in it. The challenge wasn't anything to up the ante of the of, of the second uh, second season there and I was really struggling with mum and dad's decline you know their dementia was really getting a grip of them um, and I guess really the story of the third season was that plus the fact that I hadn't really trained at all for the race that I was doing um, and in my mind I knew mum and dad weren't going to get any better and I felt like I was repeating the narrative from the first couple of blogs um, and the positives were getting much much harder to find and subsequently, I was just struggling big time, really. Um, so I decided that after the the race of that, you know, that season, which, which was London Landmarks in 2018, I was going to take a good six to nine month break from writing the blog and just refresh and think what I wanted to do. Um, but unfortunately, a month after that, dad passed away. So I wrote another uh, entry just about him and his life and saying goodbye to him. And I think really... After that, I knew there was only one more entry that I wanted to write, and that would be when mum would pass. Um, but actually, 
2020 being what it was um in november of last year i kind of preempted that and wrote uh i wrote an entry about uh the pandemic and how it's affecting me not being able to see my mum. it's very cathartic i hadn't been able to see her for months certainly hadn't been able to give her a hug or give her a kiss tell her i love her um and that was really affecting me um the care home she was in was shutting to visitors because of covid um understandably um but i was beginning to see a lot of people you know break the pandemic rules and you know not wear masks and it began to really piss me off so i had to use the the blog one more time as a as an outlet really um with the idea that hopefully i'll be able to see her over christmas and unfortunately uh she got ill on boxing day and passed away on the 3rd of january this year so i never never got to see her um and I, and that final entry of the blog will come but i feel that that's a natural end for it but i still need to have and maintain like a mechanism for positivity which is where the idea for this uh podcast came from because walking around you know you go out in the real world if you listen to people or you read social media or the news it's so easy to be negative and there is so much negativity and cynicism about you know in the world yeah absolutely especially at the moment it's hard to see the wood for the trees yeah. at some points isn't but it but it's been going on for for a long long time i think and e- and even in the things i was finding fun in so you know those fandoms of sci-fi and star wars and comics you know little niggly horrible little comments and you know just stuff that you want to rise above or not react to but it still can get to you as as a fan of that um product for you know to to, to use the only phrase that pops in my mind and then i started remembering the lessons that mum and dad had taught us you know live with love celebrate take joy in things laugh at the silly bits and, and share what you find joy in and that's essentially what i want this podcast to be is an opportunity to to selfishly what will help me share what brings me joy talk about what helps me through a bad day and hopefully altruistically help other people if they're having a bad day if they want to you know tell us what uh, brings them joy and helps them through bad days too so i guess that's kind of the idea it's to sort of live with love by celebrating and sharing what we love and what helps us and just use that as an opportunity to take a bad day and flip it on its head yeah, absolutely. And then you thought, who else is uh, the the next most miserable, <laughs> depressed person? <I> know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's sign him up. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's a very worthwhile idea. And um, as you say, if anyone can get any benefit from it, apart from us bearing our souls, which is, you know, not what the main aim of the uh, the exercise is, is to uh, remind us of why we love things, yeah. isn't it? Um, so yeah. And then, you know, not to be flippant about it, I've suffered with my own mental health, uh, since about the same in my early twenties, actually. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, we do, we both have, um, tools that for want of a better phrase that we use to try and, um, to alleviate the, um, the dark days and things like that. And this is just, um, us talking about how we do that and, um, and what we get from it, I guess. And we're also grumpy tools as well, so that's uh, <laughs> yeah, that's good. But we're but we're, we're going to be sticking <laughs> to things that um, make us yeah. happy. So hopefully, it shouldn't be too much of a grumble fest, except no. when we get on our. We may end up on top of a high horse every now <laughs> and then. I feel, I feel that, I feel that is a possibility. But yeah, we'll just see how we get on. <laughs>
Okay, so now that we've got a bit of context of what it's all about and uh, why we're talking about the, these things, let's just go into a very quick pricey now of some of the things that we're going to be talking about. We Obviously, we're going to get more specific in uh, individual episodes, but let's just give a bit of an overview of some of the ideas and some of the things that we do use, uh, both of us, to uh, alleviate our moods and improve our mental health. So I'll chuck that over to you, Jimbo. Give me an example of one of the things that that makes you feel elated. A bit of a five ways to a happy head, yeah. <laughs> yeah, five ways to a happy <laughs> yeah. head. Let's do so it. I think for me, uh, and again, these these will be things that work for me. Um, hopefully, if you want to do some of them, they'll work for you. But everybody will deal with their own mental health challenges in the in their own way. But these are just things that you know work work for us. So I guess like the the, the the number five for me would be just get some fresh air. Like I think. It's been a godsend for me having a dog because it means I get out every day. It means that I'm not stuck in the house. I work from home, so I don't have that. Um, I'm, not, I'm not surrounded by people I could just go and talk to. So actually stepping away. Well, I mean, no, nobody well, is. That's true. Moment, are they? I mean, obviously, obviously, in the context of when we're recording that, that's a, that's a bit of an issue yeah. for everyone. But, but actually, uh, just to put that into context, we both were working from home anyway. Yeah. So it's like, oh, man. Yeah. God, we don't get any time. Everyone's off. copying God. it. Anyway, yes, yeah, yeah, I know. Everyone's doing it now. Yeah, no longer unique and cool. But yeah, just having a having a dog, uh, or just getting out. You know, for me is turning the laptop off, getting some fresh air, sticking a podcast on, or listening to some music, whatever. Just getting a change of scenery, change in temperature has always been good. It it does remind me now that I really, I really have to get back into into something like running, and that's that's a struggle actually. I would say find something you like doing you know um i do like running i just have lost the motivation right now for it so i need to find something i enjoy that will replace that but getting out and getting some fresh air is like a big tick wherever you are definitely i i've actually got as one of my sub ones as nature generally because i'm quite lucky in that we're on the ground floor here and we can walk straight out into our garden so uh we spend a lot of time on getting the garden nice and we make it very animal bird friendly so actually that's another one for me is i'm able to go and even take my laptop into the conservatory and just be out you know semi outside without even <laughs> without having to go into the cold you can be time. outside when you're i inside. can just look <laughs> exactly exactly yeah so that's one of the ones i've got there cool. as well um first on my list for my not so much escapism but something that i will use and something that we're going to talk about in the next episode particularly for me is movies and mm -hmm. film um i find that that's something that takes my mind off things if i'm if i'm having a particularly uh, down day or i'm finding it hard to concentrate on work um we, we'll discuss this more the next episode is going to be movies in particular but yeah the whole escapism of being able to put on something uh, put your mind somewhere else and and just be in in a different world and and be removed from you know what the problems are or you know get your mind working in a different way and and not thinking and and dwelling on things so that would be my my number one would be movies um, yeah well actually funny enough got? that would be you know uh, one for me as well i've you know i would say wrap yourself up in in something you love and you love to get away uh with you know, for me, it might be Star Wars. It might be reacquainting myself with some comic books or some music. Um, my wife loves to read or she loves to, to bake. You know, it's one of the reasons 
one of the reasons why I struggle to keep my waistline. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, is, your, your wife is an excellent, excellent It's always baker. cakes, Fred. Always cakes. I think she's trying to kill me off. No. Um, yeah, so, I, you know, uh, one tip for me then, you know, would be to just wrap yourself up in something that you enjoy and, and embrace it and do it wholeheartedly and, and, and uh, honestly, if that makes sense, you know. Yeah, I've, I've um, for my next one, I've got reading. Um, I've made a, a specific effort uh, to start my day with my book rather than just picking up my phone. Mm. It takes me a little while to get going in the morning, and uh, obviously I can organize my own workload yeah. a little bit. So rather than the first thing that I do is picking up the phone and looking at your emails or things like that, I'm making sure that I pick up my book, read a chapter of that, and I'm just finding that that is a good way to just start my mindset in the right way. Mm. Um, I'm usually reading something that I enjoy as well. It's not really super heavy <laughs> duty. Um, um, and if I am reading something super heavy, I probably wouldn't start the day with that. But yeah, I just find that that's reading good stuff. And actually, that keys into a little bit um, of one of my other ones, which is not really something that I do rather than something that I don't, which is avoiding reading bad stuff <laughs> you know you're starting your day with mainstream media there's a lot of bad news yeah. out there at the moment as well so i very much try and limit my exposure to um social media generally to probably wise i i'm I, um, again, because of working from home, I've had to be quite strict with myself with that mm. anyway, because it's a, it's a time pit, isn't it? You know, clickbait is coming at you from all over the place. So I've been, I've been finding, uh, for a long time that restricting my, uh, access to the socials and, uh, news generally actually unless there's something i can do about it it can be a bit depressing for me so yeah i, I sort of try and read good stuff and avoid reading bad stuff is is definitely something that works really well i think for me. I, do you know what it's something i've tried to do over the last year as well uh, and it's and again it's it links back to that toxicity within the star wars fandom of people moaning about stuff now just don't look at it you know, um, you're absolutely yeah. right. And I think yeah, you're yeah. right as well. The less time I spend on social media, the more I'm switched off from it, the, the happier I am. Um, that said, we will give you details of where you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> this podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Use our socials, <laughs> yeah. obviously. I mean, the thing is, I, it does have a place yeah. and for certain people, and, and it, it really is useful as a tool in certain things as well. It's also used uh, by tools things as well. I'm, so that's one thing to yeah, bear in mind. I know, I know. I know. Yeah. You've got to just be aware of, and uh, for some people, they don't have that. It doesn't no, have that effect true. on them. But very for true. me, it's the sort of thing that I find off that on the whole, I'm better cool. off without, to be honest with well, you. I think for me, uh, my number three um, would be uh, just to make plans, get things in. I know that um, whether that's social plans, whether it's a structure, I generally feel I achieve more if I if I give myself a structure for, for the day, certainly the working day. I, I'm I have a chaotic and busy mind. So if I don't write down what I need to do, it's not going to get done and I'm going to be all over the place. I can probably tell you by half past ten if I'm going to have a good day or a bad day. <laughs> you know, yeah. um but yeah, also, yeah. you know, fun things as well. Booking things in to do with with my wife. You know, we don't we don't have a lot of time together. We don't have a lot of money to spend together. So we have to make the most of of what we what we can do and i would encourage anybody listening to this to do the same with with their you know friends and family as well when you can post covid lockdown stuff 
Absolutely. That actually keys into two of mine that I've got here because I've got, I've put some that are more interests, but not as directly things that I directly use. So, so we do a lot of traveling. So actually planning a trip, obviously not at the moment, well, 2020 and all of that. Um, but yeah, we, we, we like to do a lot of city breaks. We like to do a lot of travel. We've traveled together quite a bit and, and just getting, having something in the diary and knowing that I'm going yeah. away somewhere is just a nice little boost. And, and also this ties into my, my number four, which I, d- I do actually find is a helpful thing if I'm having a bad day is just having a tidy up. Just having a tidy up and a sort out of my, I've always got paperwork all over the place and I tend to scatter things around and just having it, you know, a little um, sort out of the things that I'm working on physically helps me mentally as well. And writing out a list of what I need to do and sing it down in black and white can absolutely work wonders for me. Um, even if I don't get no. everything done on that list, you know, Um it's just um, quantifying yeah. what needs to be done, and it 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 sometimes makes a makes sense out of yeah. the muddle of my brain because sometimes my my brain can get very befuddled and it's very hard to concentrate yeah. and know where to start. Sometimes, particularly if I'm a I'm having a, pr- a particularly dark day, so I do find that quite yeah. beneficial as well. Just having a little sort out and a little list writing session is something that I really think helps it's a good me. distraction. I think as well, not completing your to do list is good because it then gives you a starting point for the next day and gives you a sense of structure again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that gives a tick. I have to say, though, Fred, only one of us can count to five. <laughs> but, yeah, so, well, I did say that I've got um, a couple that are interesting, not directly. You can, you're 5A, 5B, um, how's that? You can have them as that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the, 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 the last one on my list um, that I've got is... Uh, a bit like going for a walk, but I, I don't really go out for walks. I, I do my exercise. Uh, I play football and uh, play five-a-side and things like that. Again, in lockdown, that's not mm. so easy, but I try and make sure I do some floor exercises when I'm able. Uh, and just I just find that getting the endorphins flowing, getting the heart rate up, even if it's just doing some, you know, putting down the yeah. yoga mat and doing, I've got a little app that does me uh, a seven minute workout. And even just doing that little seven minutes gets the heart rate up, uh, gets me sweating. It doesn't no, take much to get me sweating. I am. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm quite a clammy <laughs> chap, um, but I always find that that sets me yeah. up nicely as well. That gets the endorphins flowing. And if I do that quite early on in the day, or if I force myself to do it, even when I don't feel like it, if I'm having a bit of a bad, a, a low day as well, just forcing myself to do something yeah. physical, um, just really gets those sort of energy flowing and, and, um, seems to do the trick sure. for me. So as much as I ribbed you there for um, not being able to uh, count to five, I also can't keep track of numbers because I somehow have two things left to tell you about. Um, my number four would be embrace it. It's one that may not work for everybody, but it sometimes works for me on the days where I know I can feel that that, that dark day is not shifting. Sometimes I need to kind of exercise it from myself um whether that be through watching something i know will trigger me to be sad so at least i just get those tears out of my system whether it be you know listening to a sad song watching a sad movie whatever um sometimes i just need to to get it out of my system i can't deal with it uh being there anymore i feel like uh you know the exorcist the power of christ compels you um yeah i'm aware that obviously 
for some people that may not work or it might be a dangerous thing to potentially lead into into bad habits and it's something i'm aware of uh, for myself uh, i try not to try and expel that darkness out of me um if i'm having a drink or whatever because that's uh, not often a good combination no very true very true um so the last one uh, number 12 <laughs> on my list of five <laughs> I think I've I've even got these written with numbers next to them, but I've actually got go. two fives, so that's not that's not helping. Um, I try and do something creative if I can. I can't always do that. Actually, um, sometimes I'm really not in the mood yeah. and I struggle with it. But if I possibly can, doing something that even is a remotely a tiny bit creative, even if it's just writing an idea for something that we're going to do on here, maybe in the future, or just you know an idea that comes into my head. I, I do a bit. Of, bit of uh, writing and script writing and things like that that we work on a few um, other projects as well so I try and do that if I can I don't make sure I don't beat myself up yeah. if it's not happening though that's one of the things that you've got to be careful with and um, and particularly during lockdown I know some people were finding it a very great time to be uh, with with this extra time on the hands to be creative whereas some yeah. people really struggle with it because you don't have that um sort of foil to um you know seeing people and interacting with people is where a lot of people's creativity comes from but yeah i try and do that if if i can but i'm, I'm not always able yeah to i think that's an important thing is to you know give yourself a break if it's not working for you then you know take a step back absolutely absolutely and and that's the yeah, same absolutely. with any of these yeah. things as well i would say right if it if it isn't working don't obsess over it, you know, because then it's defeating the point yeah. in, it, in the first place, isn't it? Because you're just making Definitely. yourself worse. My last one, um, which might be number four or number five, I don't know. Um, <laughs> number seven. Number seven. Um, <laughs> is, is just talk. That's obviously very hard. It's definitely difficult as a male um, to, to, to talk. But I don't mm -hmm. necessarily mean talk about what it is that is troubling you or, or you know giving you grief i mean just talk like if you need a distraction pick up the phone or text someone and say you got five minutes and then just chew their ear off about and then, a book and then just yeah, five minutes you're like oh he doesn't mean five minutes nah, i mean just you know just talk about maybe a movie you've seen to ask them how they are just start a conversation mm -hmm. because getting that form of company works i think can work wonders and i know it's very difficult as we've you know talked about this lockdown enough but even now it feels even more important than ever before to to be able to have that kind of connection with people and to definitely so even if it is definitely. just as they say a two-minute chat of oh, weather's a bit shit in it oh yeah it's getting cold it'll just give you a break and a change of, of of thought from where you were and if you do want to talk about what you um what you are going through if you do have you know some some mental health challenges that you you want to address if you're struggling to find people uh that uh that you feel you can open up to because i know it's hard there are things that took me a very long time to tell my wife about um there are things absolutely and and as as a man this is particularly uh difficult it's something that really i've become better at personally since having talking therapy yeah. it was something that i struggled with an awful lot before and having done that with uh, a professional therapist who's someone that is just like 
a blank mirror is a blank mirror even a thing i don't think that exists but do you know what no, i mean in pubs, they will write the not... pub name on it sometimes so yeah blank mirror is a blank mirror <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yeah um someone that's not involved with any of the things and, and it was only once i'd done that for and, and actually got used to having therapy that i got a lot better about talking about um my problems even as you say even with my nearest and dearest yeah. and with my wife as well you know? i would say and we, we're actually quite good at this as well we 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 talk with each other most days don't we, we, do. we sort of have a lunchtime chin wag and catch up it's no one else to exactly. talk to is no one else wants to see me talk no, one, no one else to take my calls <laughs> <laughs> yeah it just you know if you if you can find someone to talk to about anything then then it can often give you a lift if you can talk to someone about a specific then that's obviously very welcome if you don't feel you have that and um, there are organizations you can approach who will you know help you out there's obviously the samaritans you can look at things like calm and they the calmzone.net is their website men's uh, health forum uh, there's obviously the mental health charity mind um, and we don't you know, we you know we don't want to just focus on on men's mental health. You know, obviously, mental health is a challenge for for you for people regardless of of, of their gender. Um, but it, obviously, men's mental health is something at the moment that that is an acknowledged uh, priority. I guess I want to say because I of think the... it's just generally a bit more taboo for yeah. for men to you know, and and traditionally, um, we are supposed to be more stiff upper lip, and um, you know, yeah. the Boys don't cry, do they? You Great know, song, so... but sadly, that is uh... <laughs> sadly terrible, <laughs> terrible advice. advice. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll try and uh, if we can link in the description of this podcast, we'll put some links in there if if, if you need them. If not, we'll put them on uh, on, on on our social media stuff. Um, and similarly, with any of the issues that we were talking about earlier, um, with Alzheimer's, mm. dementia. Yes, um, I should plug that cancer. really. <laughs> yeah, I know. This, I'm doing your job for you here, for God's sake. We'll, we'll put some links in our socials and um, point you in the right direction yeah. and, um, you know, wherever we cool. can. So I think that just about does it for this first episode. It may have been a tad heavy, uh, but we wanted to spend some time discussing what's an important topic, which is mental health and well-being. Next time, we'll be aiming for some more giggles. I promise you that. We'll be discussing movies and films and celebrating uh, what it is about them that, that helps us out on bad days. Thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to listen to our inaugural episode of I Want. Yeah, genuinely, thanks a lot. We know that you have a, uh, a wide choice in podcasts, so thank you for choosing us. And if you've enjoyed the episode, tell your friends about it. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. You can follow us on Twitter at I Want to Be Elated or email us at I Want to Be Elated at gmail.com. That's one word, I Want to Be Elated. Join us next time where we'll be taking a deep dive into movies and film. In the meantime, from me, James, and from me, Fred, have a great rest of your week and make sure you do something that makes you elated.